0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is July the 12th, 2020. It's 120 days into the virus. That's four months. And we are on our journey of a mostly sequential walk through the Gospels. And we find a very interesting story where Jesus They want to throw him off a cliff for the things that he says. So the question that we're going to get to is, what would cause a group of people to want to throw Jesus off a cliff when it started so well? So we are actually in Luke chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 16. And this is a happy kind of a rainbows and puppies story for a while. And then it turns bad, and at the end, they want to throw him off a cliff. So the critical part of the story, or one of the critical parts, is that Jesus is in Nazareth, his hometown where he grew up. And uh, the other Gospels in Matthew 13, they summarize this little passage in a much more quick way, and they say, and it says, "...a prophet is not without honor in his own town and in his own household." The Gospel of Luke expands it a little bit and talks about how the story starts happily and then ends badly. So let's let's read this. This is from Luke chapter 4, and it uh, is titled in my Bible, Jesus is Rejected at Nazareth. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. And he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord. This is from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, "Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing." And all spoke well of him, and he marveled at the gracious no. And all spoke well of him, and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, "Is not this Joseph's son?" And then things take a little bit of a turn where he says, and he said to them, doubtless, you will quote me this proverb. So he he reads their thoughts. Physician, heal thyself, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, which was heal everybody, do here in your own hometown as well. And he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. And then he drills down on that a little bit. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Then he tells another story, and there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian, a foreigner. So these are the people that just marveled and were all happy a second ago. Verse 28, when they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath and they rose up and drove him out of the town, and brought him to the brow of a hill on which the town, their town, was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. You can go to this spot uh, today in in Nazareth. So we're going to talk about the good part of the story for now. So Jesus gets the roll, the scroll of Isaiah. He rolls it out to Isaiah. Uh, chapter sixty one we call it chapter sixty one now and he reads the spirit of the Lord is upon me so he quotes he he, he reads these words from Isaiah and then radically he says today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. so he he claims some very big things he, he I think he claims he's God which, is kind of reason to, to get excited enough to kill him but really what he says uh he says the old testament is about me later on in luke chapter 24 after he rises from the dead he walks uh, a couple of guys through uh, on the road to emmaus all the old testament references to himself uh, he basically says the old testament is christocentric and was pointing to me and sometimes very specifically about me. And this is one of the examples where it's very specifically about him. He also says that the prophecy that was written in, uh, this is about 600 BC is being fulfilled now in 32 AD uh, in real time. And then he rattles them a little bit and says, Hey, I know what you're thinking. Uh, And it's not the only time in scripture, but he says, I know what your thoughts are. So it's a little bit of a happy story because the message from Isaiah is really cool. I'm going to proclaim liberty uh, both to bad things and illness and sin. I'm going to give sight I'm going to give physical sight to some and spiritual sight to some. I'm going to give freedom, again, freedom from sin and bondage and death. I'm proclaiming something that we've been waiting for for a long time, uh, a year of the Lord's favor, that I'm here. And the way I'm going to do that is by uh, dying on the cross. But tomorrow we are going to explore why we went from this very happy moment where they marveled at the great these gracious words, who couldn't like these words from Isaiah, and then in five minutes, they're going to be trying to throw them off a cliff. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But today, the news is good, that Jesus says the Bible is about me, the Old Testament is about me, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed, and to proclaim a year of the Lord's favor. Amen.